Welcome to Big Brave Business. This is a podcast built on the belief that you can create absolutely anything for yourself. Whether it's a dream job or a dream life, it's all possible for you. I'm Amanda Nelson, a virtual assistant and digital marketer. And that's Sarah Heater, podcast producer and strategic consultant. Each week, we will share insights from working with dozens of clients, stories of how we got where we are, and encourage you to see us as your new business besties. So grab a cup of coffee and let's talk being brave in business. Welcome back to Big Brave Business. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Sarah. How's it going? Good. I'm in a great mood today, and it's probably because I get to hang out with you, my biz um, bestie. And we have an awesome meeting up next with our gal Katie from PodFox. So I'm excited yes. about connecting with both of you guys. And I'm yes. glad you're having a good week. How are you? I am doing awesome. Quick life update. We are buying a house. We have bought the house. And we're going to be moving about five minutes from where we currently live. When I say much bigger, guys, you have heard me talking about how small our house is, how I've been working from my dining room table since the day I started my business. Friends, I am getting a house so big, you could all come live with me. And I cannot even begin to tell you, I have no problem admitting and sharing how exciting this is because... This has been five years of hard work. Like we downsized for the past five years into small houses to save up to be able to get a big house so that I could have my own office space and there's like a full basement. You guys, it's going to be so great. So if you want to see pictures, I'm sure eventually I'll start posting pictures about it shortly because we're going to be closing soon. Um, but yeah, so I'm feeling pretty good about it. It looks like we'll be closing sooner rather than later before my birthday when I'll be turning in the bright age of 24. 24. <laughs> yes. What's wrong with that, Sarah? What's funny? What are you sure, laughing about? Sure you are. Sure you are. Okay. Listen, 24. I'm giving you that. <laughs> it's just so funny because in so many ways, I feel so opposite of that. First of all, I was just reflecting because not this month, way after you, your birthday this year is my birthday and I'm turning 35 this year. And I... It's just, you know, definitely reflective time of thinking like, okay, halfway through a decade, like what, you know, where did I think I would be at 30? Where did, what did I think my 30s would look like and how freaking different it is? Cause that was before I started my business. So did not see all of this coming. But so it's just funny because I was just telling two of my best friends here in Arizona that. I just feel like I was meant to be in my 30s. Like, I feel like being in my 30s is like what I dreamed of as a kid when I was like working toward my future and picturing what I would look like be like as an adult or what my life would be like. Like I was picturing my 30s, 40s and 50s, you know. So I feel like this is the beginning of my real life. And, And like your childhood teens and 20s is just like preparing you for real life or just like what you have to get through before you get to have real life. Like I fucking love being in my 30s and I'm looking forward to my 40s and 50s. So it's funny to hear you express like, no, I swear I'm turning 24. (laughs) I think when it comes to turning 30, the part of that it like stresses me out about it is or like to be in my 30s. I'll be 34 this year. I think that the truth comes out. (laughs) Not 24, I'll be 34. I think for me, it's that it's one step closer to another decade and I don't closer to another decade. (laughs) I want to stay in this one. Mm, I see. I see. It's interesting. So anyways, exciting about your house, exciting about your giant house, exciting about your office. 
and I'm sure because we've talked on this podcast a little bit about your like kind of you're starting to envision and plan and prepare for having an office. That was kind of um, something that's been a priority for you recently. So how exciting to now be able to dream of like this new space and what I you know. want to do with it. It genuinely feels like a dream. Um, when I think about it, I just want to cry because you guys don't understand. Like when you work from your dining room table that's attached to your kitchen and your living space, it's just a challenge. It's just a challenge. So I think it's going to be so good for me. I'm so excited. Cannot wait. And yeah, it'll be soon. That is so cool. I'm excited for you. And it just happened so fast. Like so, I know. It thank goodness. Unbelievable. For so far, a smooth transaction, and I hope that it stays that way. Thank you so much. Well, I'm excited <laughs> to chit chat about being bored today and what it feels like when you start to get that like blah feeling about your business and you're not as engaged or as in like interested in what you've done and talking a little bit more about what you've recently experienced in that area. Yeah. Have you ever been bored in your business? I think there are definitely times I'm more engaged than not. I will say I think because my work is so varied and what I do is so every single day it's something fresh. I don't yeah. really get that boring feeling of like, oh, another day, another dollar. If anything, yeah. it's more like I get tired of certain projects. Like it, it's really interesting when you work for so many different people, how cyclical some of the work is. It's like Everybody all of a sudden wants to rewrite their welcome sequence or suddenly everybody wants to rebrand at once, you know. And so that kind of happens a couple times a year where it just feels like everybody is doing the same thing and that kind of gets annoying. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I like the variety. But what about you? I, for the first time, felt bored in my business in Q4 last year and I I came into 2023 galloping like I was so excited um, and thrilled about my business and invigorated and I feel like that high lasted until like May like I just kept on and I said this even on the podcast like it still felt like the new year at that time like I had that kind of energy and motivation and just was so in it. And I think that traveling and then holidays and getting sick and then more holidays and just being disconnected and unplugged, I wasn't doing meetings, which felt like a big relief, but also um, I felt really disconnected from the people in my business, from you, from clients, like just felt unplugged. And I think that contributed. I also think that being sick definitely can impact your like mental commitment to things. And I think it, even though I had more time away from my business than normal, I still didn't feel rested during a lot of that time because holidays are not necessarily restful. They're busy with a lot of commitments and obligations and people around all the time and you can't keep to your regular schedule and traveling was really fun but we were very active like we did a lot during that trip and then being sick was forced rest but it wasn't like fun rest it was miserable so I feel like all of this to say that I I think that all contributed to just feeling like this sense of unrest in my life and 
it definitely carried over into my business. I started feeling bored and I had this realization too, that this is the longest job I've ever had, which is kind of crazy. I've been doing this for like uh, going on about four and a half years now. And I've never had, I've worked for a company for four years before, but my job changed. So I worked in a totally different department and did something totally different. I've never had one job for four and a half years. So although my business has grown and evolved a lot, this does kind of feel like it's the longest job I've ever had. And I just think like there's part of me that's like, what else could I do? Uh, Which is the first time since I became an entrepreneur that I found myself thinking that. Do you think it's the repetition of your of your projects or do you feel like it's the type of shows that you have aren't energizing to you or the clients aren't what you're thinking or what do you think about it has got you kind of yeah, engaged? Um, the repetition probably does contribute. I love the people I work with. I love the people I work with. There are some shows we work on that definitely like if I didn't work on them, I wouldn't listen to them because they're not for me, if that makes sense. That doesn't mean they're not great shows for who they're for. It's just they're not for me. So <laughs> that definitely like could be part of it. But I like the people so much. I think honestly, not having meetings and not really being in communication because people respected that I was traveling sick, whatever. They were also taking holiday time off and so on and so forth. So feeling disconnected from those people definitely contributed because just in the past week and a half and this year, being in touch with those people again, having meetings, seeing their faces, getting voice memos, which you guys know how I feel about voice memos. But there's something about feeling connected to each other again that has definitely brought me back in. Um, Also, sitting down with you and Katie, which we have another planning meeting today, but a follow up, but doing like some actual planning for 2024 and feeling like I do have sort of some goals and some focus and some vision that definitely has helped. And already in the past, you know, just two weeks of the year, uh, the the beginning of this year, making um, some, some headway on, okay, how do we set ourselves up to make those goals possible? That really helps. Um, But I guess that's not what you asked. You asked like what caused it? I think the repetition could be part of it. I think being unplugged from meetings and like disconnected from people is part of it. And I think I'm just a doer. So like, I don't know if you're into human design, but my human design like type, and I don't know a lot about it. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, that's not even what it's called, but um, is a manifester. I think I am a dreamer. I'm a person who likes the the big dream. So variety is the spice of life when it comes to that. Like I want to have some new dreams to be excited about. And it's not that I'm not still excited by this one. I stand by it. I know my ideas are good. I know the momentum we have is good. And I'm so grateful every day for this business. I'm not ending it. I definitely am craving something in addition to. Yeah, that makes sense. I will say that... Anytime that I go a long time without having meetings or like a client is traveling and we're not in constant communication like we typically are, or I take and go off on like a week-long vacation, um, when I come back, it does make me feel, I always feel kind of like I'm ready to get back to it because I I can tell that I'm disconnected. I can tell that I'm disengaged. And that energizes me because it's like a to-do list. It's like, how how can I get re-engaged with every single client? So on that note, let's talk a little bit about what our tips are for if you find yourself just kind of feeling blah, let me first tell you that you're not the very first entrepreneur to feel that way. And um, secondly, to say that there are ways to get back 
to being energized about your business. And my last little thing I will say is that it doesn't mean that your business is not successful, interesting, fun, or the path you're supposed to be on. If you've listened to this show for a while, you know that I'm a big believer in everything is a season. Sarah and I both say that all the time to each other. Sometimes you're going to be really excited about your job and there are going to be times that you could literally not care less and that doesn't make your business any less important or valuable. So I just want to say that. So if you're feeling that way, it's not just you and it doesn't mean that your business isn't worth pursuing. That would actually be my first tip if you're feeling that kind of sense of restlessness and or unrest and boredom is don't race to pivot. Don't just throw everything out that you've worked so hard to build and to put together and to get momentum on when you're feeling that way. I see this so often with clients and friends who are entrepreneurs. Even before I was an entrepreneur myself, I saw this in entrepreneurship a lot where some kind of unrest or self-doubt or whatever comes in and it's just like an immediate direction change. And that can be um, not only really hard on your nervous system to experience that, but also to, to like make that massive quick pivot, but also it's whiplash for your audience. Like it causes a lot of confusion and uncertainty of what the heck are you doing? And also some lack of trust of like, that she doesn't even know what she's offering. Like, so she doesn't even know what she's doing in her business. Why would I trust her to pay for this offer? So I think like um, that, I think that expression is like, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater, which is a terrible expression, but also like truly do not do that. So that's my first thing is like, that can be really tempting to just throw everything away and, and start something new, but don't just throw everything that you've worked so hard for away. That's my first tip. What about you? Okay, so the tip that I would give first and foremost is if you're finding yourself just bored of your business, go back to the beginning of why you started it. Look back through your camera roll, look through pictures, look through emails that you sent when you very started your business, read through those very first proposals that you sent out, remind yourself how far you've come in your business, and then look how far you have to go towards the main goal that you set for yourself. I think that goes for relationships too. Like if you find yourself bored in your relationship, remember what it was like. I do this a lot, not just with my relationships, but with my home, with my animals, with just when I feel like I haven't gotten as far as I wish that I had, or I was, I feel like I'm slacking in some area. I just like to remind myself how far I've come. And that energizes me to say like, I can keep, I can keep going and I can keep doing more. And so reminding yourself about how far you've come in your business and how far you have to go, that energizes me to get back to work. It puts things into perspective and inspires me to say, I remember when I sent my very first invoice for $250, I was so proud of myself when someone was willing to pay it. Like I've come so far, I have so much more, more to give that inspires me. What about you? That's a good one. I think kind of similar is connecting with somebody who can reflect that back to you. And hopefully you have somebody in your life or in your business who has heard you on your journey, like a business bestie or a loved one, a partner, somebody who can be a mirror back to you. And I think that's something that's really valuable about us having each other is that 
if I have a conversation with you about business, I can say to you, I'm dragging, I feel sluggish, you know, whatever. But you've heard, especially through this podcast, <laughs> but you've heard even behind the scenes of this podcast, all of my, what my intentions are, what my vision is and having somebody in your life who can like reflect that back. And if you don't have a person who's been along the ride with you who would be a good mirror back for you in that way, then even finding community with other people who are entrepreneurs who have similar values and have, you know, whether it's a, a planning session or almost like a support group type of environment that you can just create with people. And you can even hop into one of those giant Facebook groups with a bunch of other entrepreneurs and just put it out there of like, kind of what you do, a little bit about who you are, and you're looking to connect with other people who XYZ to jump on a Zoom and chat about like the next six months or the next quarter or whatever. And I think that can be really helpful because you get ideas from other people, you get energy from other people. And kind of like we were saying, when you feel unplugged, that's like a way to plug back in. So that would be my second tip is like, talk to someone else and like do some some planning, some vision visioning. You can do that on your own, but it definitely is helpful to feel energized when you can do it with other people. Something that I like to do, if you've listened to the show, you know how much I love pop culture and TV, movies, books, podcast, audiobooks. And something I like to do when I'm feeling disengaged from my business is I try to find a new show to binge or a new book I'm really excited about listening to or a podcast that I can binge. And I use that as my motivation for working. So I'll tell myself, okay, I can only watch this show that I'm really into or I can only listen to that book I'm really into when I'm working in my business. And that really motivates. Fun fact, this also works for me when I am un unmotivated to work out. So I'll save a show that's like has a really good cliffhanger and I'll say, you can only watch this show <laughs> while you're working out at home. So you got to work out. Um, but I do that with work too. And it really pushes me to refocus and like get back in there and put my head down to the grindstone and get back in the projects and not feel like they're not enjoyable anymore because I have obviously something to keep my mind preoccupied while I'm working on projects. Good. Yeah, that's a good one. I love that. And it sounds so stupid, but I also... I didn't know that you work out at home. Like, I'm like, oh, I have a whole new vision of Amanda at home working out. <laughs> well, um, spoiler alert, it doesn't happen that often. Um, it will it will be happening when I have space in my new house. But no it, kidding. Is, um, it, is not, it is not currently happening as often as it should. But yes, that's how I motivate myself to do it. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, so my third and last tip for when you're feeling bored in your business is – this is going to sound counterintuitive, okay, but it for me, it totally works, and I think this is true for you too, Amanda. It's work. So um, sometimes when I'm feeling like bored or restless in my business or unmotivated, all I want to do is like climb on the couch under a blanket and like read or binge a TV show or watch movies or something. Like I just want to do nothing. And actually what helps me feel more engaged and excited by my business is actually going and making myself be productive. And to your point about like a tip to make yourself be productive. But once I actually start doing work, I have a good, a good time. I enjoy my business. I like what I'm doing. I believe in what I'm doing. I'm, I love being an entrepreneur. I love my business. So 
when I sit down and of course, like we all have these project lists of things we could be doing for our business, but we just kind of put off until another day. When you're feeling that unrest, this is a great time to look at that list or to sit down and make that list if it only lives in your head and pick something or a couple things off it and start actually doing some work on those things because that will make your wheels turn and like feel engaged again and like, oh yeah, I actually really like this work and that will help. Not just the day in and day out stuff, like that stuff has to get done, but that stuff's not going to motivate you to keep going. It's the like bigger kind of project work of like working on your business and not just in your business, if that makes sense, that can make you feel like, oh yeah, I actually love what I do. So that's my, that's my third and final tip for this episode is like, if you're feeling bored, work on those projects. <laughs> yeah. There's something to be said about getting in there and getting your hands dirty and to feel more re-engaged and energized by what you're doing in your business. So I can definitely agree with that one. The last thing that I will say is tell your clients. Tell your clients, I'm struggling this week, working to get caught up. I mean, be vulnerable with the people that you work with. There are times that I tell my clients like, hey, I am bogged down. I am working hard to get caught up, but just know that I'm thinking of you and I will get back to you sooner rather than later. Give realistic timelines. And the reason why this goes into busting that boredom is that a lot of times my clients have come back and told me, hey, sorry, you're struggling. Is there something that I can do? Something I could take off of your plate? Is there a kind of project that I could be on the lookout for that I can give you? Like, I only have clients who want me to do work that I'm genuinely excited about. So for the most part, I have only ever had clients come back to me and say, like, how can I support you? And that goes back to Sarah's point about having someone that you can talk to about it. Um, we're all doing the best we can in this new work from home, freelance, entrepreneurial, <clears throat> have your own business, you know, journey. So mm -hmm. I think it makes sense just to be vulnerable with the people around you. And, and sometimes just saying it out loud, like, hey, I'm struggling kind of can refo it refocuses me to say like, no, I'm not, I can do this. Like it kind of gives me a kick in the butt to say like, I don't ever want to sound ungrateful for this incredible job that I have. And it just kind of gives me that inspiration to get back in there and again, start doing the damn work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that this was helpful for me, especially coming off of a season of boredom. And I hope that if you are feeling that, I mean, like, hopefully we're all going into 2024, like I said about 2023 galloping, right? Excited. But if you're not galloping into 2024, I just want you to know you're not alone. And hopefully some of our words of pseudo wisdom is, is helpful for you. Do you want to do a real quick something that's making us happy right now? Because we have yeah. not done that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. What's making you happy this week? One thing that's making me happy this week is Storygraph, which is an app that is a Goodreads alternative. So mm, you've been listening to this podcast for a while. You guys know that we love reading. Both me and Amanda are big readers, bookworms over here. And I really do like Goodreads. I have so much history on Goodreads. There were a few years that I didn't use it, but it's really funny because I can go back and see like years and years ago um, the tracking that I had done. So there's a lot of a lot of history there. And it's convenient because, of course, it's Amazon. So it syncs with like your Kindle. It syncs with Audible. And so it like knows other than my physical books, it knows everything I'm reading. 
it knows the progress that I've made in those books. Like it just tracks everything. So I've just been using Goodreads for so long. And I had heard about Storygraph last year and I created an account, but honestly, I saw you could import your Goodreads data, but you needed to do that from a computer. And I just was like, sounds complicated. I didn't do it. Well, it went viral um, this year because it is an independent alternative to Goodreads and it's owned by a black woman who like started this herself. It's got really beautiful user-friendly interfaces, really, really great like graphs and reporting. And it's got a lot of features that Goodreads doesn't. Plus it's way prettier than Goodreads as far as like a user interface. So it's gone viral this year and it's become super, super popular. It's blowing up. And I was like, wait, I have a Storygraph account. I just never like did anything with it. So I went and actually did the import for my Goodreads data and it took me seriously 30 seconds. Now their servers are really backed up because everybody's been creating accounts and trying to import their Goodreads data. They actually had to do a whole server upgrade because of the number of people who have just signed onto the app. But there's a lot of really, really good stuff in there. And before my Goodreads data even officially went through, like I had submitted it, but it was just like in the queue before it even submitted. So it has no idea of my reading history or anything. They have a little like quiz you can take about the things that you like to read and some of your recent favorites. And it generates recommendations for you. And I kid you not, every single book on this recommendation list, as I looked into it, I was like, I want to read this. So I have enough recommendations for like the whole year just from this one quiz. And that's without even knowing my reading history or my ratings or anything. So I got an email this morning the, the day that we're recording this, that my Goodreads data is uploaded now. And I can't wait to dig in and look at like kind of some of the pretty graphs and stuff, but highly, highly recommend it. We always want to support indie, like indie owned things, Amazon alternatives, especially women owned businesses, like so, so cool. So I am really into story graph. This has been really fun. That's so fun. Yeah, I had heard about it. And I want to say I downloaded it very similar to you. And then I was kind of like, eh, it seemed a little underbaked, but it's been so long, I should probably revisit it and see what it's like. I have been a Goodreads purist for oh my god, so long. It will be like, it'll be hard for me to leave. But I am totally open to it. And I've heard such great things. So I for sure will check out Storygraph. Right now, I'm kind of doing both. I feel like it's kind of hard to find other people to follow, like your friends and stuff on Storygraph right now, but they're working on some integrations with like your contacts list and your social media and stuff. So I'm hopeful that that'll get better because it definitely would be better if I could follow my friends. But I'm not abandoning Goodreads. Everything syncs anyway. So right now I'm just doing both. And yeah, but I like the features on Storygraph are good. Like I did my first two review book reviews this year in Storygraph and they ask so many good questions about like checklist of what are the moods of this book? Did you feel like this was more plot driven or character driven so that it can help make recommendations to other people based on your review? So anyways, it was really good. That's awesome. I love that. Well, the first thing making me happy this week is salt burn, salt burn. I absolutely love this movie. Sarah, have you watched it? I have not. Oh my gosh. You have to watch Saltburn. I absolutely loved it. I thought that it was so such a unique movie. Everybody I feel like is talking about it on social media. If you haven't watched it yet, you need to go watch it, preferably without your parents, because there is some very um adult content in there. <laughs> um that is it's not it's 
it's not just like oh these two people are having adult time it is very much so out of out of the box so i would recommend not watching it with anybody that is not someone that you would want to watch that kind of thing with but it is so fun i love how maximalist it was i love the storyline i love there are so many layers I just thought it was beautifully shot. I mean, anything in an old manner, I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> but I thought it was so good. Saltburn is totally making me happy this week. What about you? What's your second thing? That's a good one. My second thing is <laughs> Tootsie Pops. <laughs> I always have to have food, right? When I filled stockings for my kids, so I have three kids. They each have significant others. So I did stockings for all six of our kids for Christmas, and I had their adults, and I asked them what their favorite snacks and candies were. And one of them said Tootsie Pops. And so after I filled all their stockings, I did not just put candy. I put stuff in there too, but I filled all their stockings, and not all the candy that I bought fit. So anything that was left over, Eric and I got. And one of the kids, one of the significant others, one of my stepson's girlfriends requested Tootsie Pops and they did not all fit in her stocking. So I threw a couple in mine and I freaking loved them. I don't know the last time I had a Tootsie Pop before this, but I've been so into them since then. And I like that you can kind of make them last a while. So yeah, that's definitely been my work snack mood going into 2024 has been a Tootsie Pop a day, basically. <laughs> I'm not like a huge candy eater, to be honest, on a regular basis, but I dig the Tootsie Pops. That's my, that's my second thing. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I am not a big soccer person, so you will enjoy those for the both of us. But I am obsessed with the Jolly Rancher suckers, but not the Blow Pops. I have not had one of those in a while since I was a kid, actually. But yay, I love a candy recommendation. The second thing making me happy this week is something that I would encourage everyone to do if you haven't, which is to go around your house and say, oh, I haven't changed the photo in this picture frame in, I don't know, three years and change out your pictures. I did it around the holidays. I went and ordered new prints of all the pictures that I've taken over the past couple of years, including like wedding photos and family pictures and just memories and things and updated all the pictures in our house of all the frames that we have just laying around. And it has bring, brought me so much joy to see just new fresh pictures around my house. It's something that I don't typically prioritize doing. Um, but just having like our wedding pictures actually physically printed out and photos of the kids and the grandkids and um, the dogs, you know, it's just been, it's been giving me joy. It makes me happy to walk around my house now in a way that it didn't before. What's your last thing making you happy? That's a good one. And it's making me think about my pictures. We have like a photo collage wall in our living room that has photos from when the kids were little all the way up until now. And it's interesting because I'm not added to it. So I guess not till now, till a year and a half ago ish. So you're making me think like, oh, I need to add some updated photos. Um, you're motivating me. It's been kind of in the back of my head that I wanted to do that, but huh, yeah, that'd be good. Anyways, so my third thing that I'm going to say today is, so Eric and I have this thing I might've shared on the podcast before where we read together sometimes. So I love reading by myself. I love audiobooks and physical books and eBooks, all the ways you get books, I'm down. Um, but one thing that we started doing a few years back in our relationship, maybe a half our relationship ago, is we go through these phases where we will read out loud to each other while the other one's either like cooking or driving somewhere or whatever. Then the, the person who's not doing the task will 
we'll read out loud. And we have read The Outsiders. We have read the Earthsea series. And now we're currently, we just a few days ago started Harry Potter, which of course the first couple of books are pretty quick. So we're almost done book two. And we've just been doing this the past couple of days. And it's been so delightful. So like, I definitely love the Harry Potter books. Loved, loved, loved them since like I started the first time I read them. The first three was like 1999, shortly after they first came to the States. I have my originals from when they originally were released that are very near and dear to me and they're falling apart from use. Um, Definitely a few years back when kind of everybody really turned on JK Rowling and um, like so much stuff came out about her like political views, et cetera, um, and her anti-trans stuff. Like, I definitely have had trouble going back and reading them since then, um, mainly because I there's just so much else out there to read. So it's like if something feels loaded for other reasons, then it's like, I mean, there's so many books out there and I've read these, like, I kid you not, I've probably read the first three like a good hundred times. They used to be like Gilmore Girls for me where like as soon as I was done the series, I would just start them back over again. But it's been a few years since I've read them. So we um, we watched the movies. We we watched the movies a lot. We Especially like a lot of people at Christmas time, they feel Christmassy, even though the movies themselves have nothing to do with Christmas. They have really beautiful Christmas shots, right? So we watch them most of the time at Christmas time. And every time we watch the movies, I just think like, I miss the books. <laughs> like the books really mean so much to me. So it's been fun because I've read them a ton of times. Eric has read them literally once. So, but he's watched the movies a ton of times. So going back and reading them together and getting to like experience how quirky and all the scenes and the characters and stuff that are cut from the movies together and getting to have conversations along the way. It's just been so fun. So that's like bringing me so much joy. And it's one of those things where it's like, no matter what else we're doing, it's like, do you want to read? Like, gosh, I just want to get this done so that we can sit and read together. Like, so yeah, we're cheesy. We read together. It is what it is. We love it. So um, that is the third thing that's bringing me joy. Good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. That's really sweet. Um, the last thing making me happy this week is I watched the movie Good Grief last night with Dan Levy. If you know me personally, you know that I will die on this hill. Dan Levy was meant to be my partner in another life, best friend, husband, however I can take him, I would take him. I think he is one of the most kind and brilliant yeah. writers, yeah. directors, actors. And he doesn't get enough credit. And I just think he's so delightful and he gives me so much joy. And I really enjoyed his movie last night. I won't say it was my favorite movie, but I did have someone tell me that it reminded them of a Nancy Myers movie. If you know, you know, and I can definitely see the parallels there. I thought it was so sweet, so thoughtful and a really important conversation around grief and losing someone close to you and all the messiness that happens after you lose someone that you love. So highly recommend it. It just came out on Netflix this week. Dan is adorable, handsome, funny, precious. Oh, I love him so much. So that is good grief. It is on Netflix. Thank you so much for tuning in with us this week. We talked a lot about boredom and how you can bust it. And I hope it is helpful to you as you go into this year um, to realize that you're not alone when things like that um, pop up. We all get bored in our everyday lives and in our businesses, no matter what Instagram or any influencer online will tell you we all have the struggles. So 
You can find us on Instagram at Big Brave Business or Sarah at Sarah K. Heater and Amanda at Amanda Nelson Reads. You can also see fresh new content over on YouTube at Big Brave Business where we interview our friends. It's totally separate content. So make sure that you check that out. And we will be back next week. So we will see you then. Bye. See you next week.